Uh, this morning, I just want to spend a little bit of time before we uh, get into candle lighting. Uh, I just want to talk to you about experiencing life. God, uh, when he sent Jesus here on this earth, he had something in mind. There was an objective. There was a goal. There was a purpose that was behind that. And, and it was because there was a great need here on this earth. Uh, I, I think, without question, every one of us have needs that are in this, in this, in this uh, place today. Is that true? I mean, every one of us, uh, I mean, if I visited with you, our needs vary, but everyone has needs. It doesn't matter what it is. And, and God's uh, our need meter. He wants, to, he wants to meet our need. And honestly, the greatest need that we have, probably... Uh, by far, is to experience life. He, he wants us to experience life. Jesus said it this way in John chapter 10, and I just want to give, to, give it to you. It's a very familiar scripture. It says, the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, this is talking about the devil. He, he's got an objective too, by the way. He's out to kill, or steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus said this about himself. He says, I have come that they may have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. I love that. I love that he didn't just come to give us some. He gave us, I mean, he wanted to pour it out on us. Abundance. We, we serve a God of abundance. I, I, I'm talking about the gospel is a gospel of abundance. And, and many times we think, we think of uh, finances when we think of that. And, and yeah, that can have a, uh, something to do with it. But I'm here to tell you that so much more. He wants us to have abundance in every area of our life. He wants us to experience life in every area of our life. My question is, which ought to be every one of our questions, is what does that word life mean? Uh, it's not just existence. It's not just that we're here and existing. Uh, and, and everybody here is alive, right? I mean, some of you, I mean, I might question but, but you're alive. We're all alive here on the, uh, in this room. But, but this word life, it, it, comes from a, it comes from a word, a Greek word, zoe, which means the God kind of life. And he wants to give us our li- his life in our lives. And, and let, me give you, let me give you another um, meaning, another definition of life. And I, I put it up on the screen. And it means health. Don't you know that Jesus came to give us health? You know, when he was here on this earth, walking on this earth, that he didn't go around putting sickness and disease on anybody? But he, came, he went around healing the sick. Isn't that right? He also came to bring happiness in our life. And, and honestly, your wife ain't going to make you happy. Your husband ain't going to make you happy. Your job ain't going to make you happy. Things are not going to make you happy. More money ain't going to make you happy. I know some of you thinking, I'd like to try, but I'm, I'm here to tell you that uh, Jesus Christ is the one that brings true happiness in our life. It also means prosperity, and that means to prosper in various ways, not just financially, but to prosper. The Bible talks about your soul prospering, and you can have a prosperous soul, and you can also have an impoverished soul. Where you're just starving inside and you're, you're lacking inside. And then it also means vitality, which the word vitality means energy, drive, fire, passion. Yeah. Some of you have lost your passion. 
And let me tell you where you're going to find that, that vitality, and you're going to find it in Jesus Christ. And so that's why we're here today, is we're here to celebrate a risen Christ who came to give us life and give it to us more abundantly. And so what I'd like to do, just for the next few minutes, just break that down with a thought about experiencing life. First of all, I'm going to read to you out of Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 and 14. And uh, it says this, Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the way is easy that leads to destruction. That word destruction means loss, it means waste, it means ruin, it means death. And it goes on to say this, And those who enter it are many. Many people enter this, 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 this broad gate. And then it goes on to say, The gate is narrow, and the way is hard. And that word hard means difficult, that leads to life. And those who find it are few. And so what I want to do is I want to share with you something. First of all, if we're going to experience life, we need to understand that the gate to experiencing life is hidden. It's hidden. And, 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 and you might think, well, if he wants us to experience life, then why is it hidden? Notice here, it says, enter in the narrow gate. It's not, it's not just everywhere. It's through the narrow gate. And it goes on to say the gate is narrow. And let me tell you who that gate is. That gate is Jesus Christ. And where that life is hidden, it's hidden in Jesus. It's not hidden from us, but it's hidden for us. And so if we really want to experience life, we've got to quit looking everywhere else. We've got to quit looking into things or, or even hobbies or work or whatever we've been looking for, that life, that vitality, that prosperity, that health, that happiness, whatever we've been looking uh, uh, in in order to try to find it for our lives. We've got to quit doing that and start seeking out Jesus like we've never sought out Jesus before because that life is found in him. It's found in him. Colossians chapter 2 verse 3 says this, For our spiritual wealth is in him, like hidden treasure, treasure waiting to be discovered, heaven's wisdom and endless riches of revelation knowledge. Found where? In Jesus. Here's the sad thing. Here's the sad thing. That many times... Ministers like myself, Christians like yourself will share these truths with others and we agree with it. Yes, it's found in Jesus. And then we go back to our old dead life. We go back to living that dead life, going through those dead routines, going through that dead, uh, that dead you know, thing that we've been doing every day and it, we just get in our ruts and we get stuck there. And listen, the reason is, is because we are not seeking Jesus like we need to seek Him. Jesus didn't come just to give us something without having a relationship with Him. When we enter into a relationship with Jesus, that's when we find that life. It's not only entering a relationship with Him, but it's continuing to grow in that relationship with Him that we discover the life that He has for us. The safest, the healthiest, the happiest, the wealthiest, uh, and power-producing place that we could ever be is in the will of God. It's when we pursue God with all of our hearts. And you might say, well, I'm doing pretty good. Really? Really, are you without Christ? Really, truly? 
Are you, are, are, you, are, you, are, are you having, every day, having to medicate yourself with drugs and alcohol, with nicotine, with uh, porn, or all kinds of other stuff? Really, are you really doing that good? Are you eating more than you should, and you know that you're doing it because it's, it's, it's something that you're trying to, you're trying to soothe something that's inside that only the life of God can resolve for you? You came to hear some truth, right? Jesus came to give us life. He's not holding it from us. He's not, he's, not, he's not doing anything like that at all. He's wanting to reveal it to us and giving it to us. But it comes through him. I have some of the greatest relationships on the face of this earth. And I, I thought I was doing well. And I want to share with you for just a moment. I thought I was doing well. Until a few, few years ago, there was a scripture that began to, God just began to bring to my, my attention. And God does that, by the way. The Bible says that he gives us here little, there little, line upon line, precept upon precept. There's just, he begins to bring things to the surface. And there was a scripture that God just kept bringing to my attention. I thought life was good. I thought, and, and, and listen, here on this earth, we're never going to exhaust God. He's always going to grow us. He's going to take us from one level of glory to another. He's going to take, take us from one level of faith to another. He wants us to have abundance. He doesn't want us just to get by and just barely rock along in life. And there was a scripture that he brought to me. And it began to deal with my heart, and it still is something in my heart. Lord, I, I don't feel I've, like I've arrived by any means, so show me. And it was this scripture, he says, he says, this world will know that you are my disciple because of your love for one another. And I began to examine people's lives, and I, I discovered that there are people that do not know Jesus Christ, that have a love for their own just as much as we do as Christians for our own, but it wasn't any different. But he said, Jesus said, there's going to be something that is so different about the love that flows from your life as a believer that is so different that this world is going to, it's going to capture their attention. It's going to cause them to look and say, I want that. And I begin to seek God with all my heart, and I'm still seeking him. Because I have intimacy with God, and I know that my intimacy, I'm not, I'm not satisfied. I want to grow closer to him like I've never grown closer to ever before. But I know is the more that I do that, the more that I'm going to grow closer to others if others will let me into their lives and hearts. And so I, I w- there's been a transformation over the last probably four or five years that's taken place in my life where I just purpose that I'm just going to be who God wanted me to be and love like God wants me to love and, and discover. If people will let me in, I understand I'm always hitting these, these walls in people. You know, people put up walls. They'll only let you go so far and, and this is all that you're going to touch. This is all you're going to see. This is all you're going to... I'm going to allow you to love me. I understand that. But I'm going to do my part. And I believe that the love never fails. The love of God never fails. And I'm here to tell you, I did not know had no clue that life could be so good and that relationships could be so good. And I'm, I'm a living proof that as we continue to pursue Jesus, and that's where life is hidden, that if we'll pre- continue to produce him, we're going to, I mean, pursue him, we're going we're gonna to experience the life of God in every area of our lives. Every area.
He's not withholding. He's wanting to give to you and I. Amen. Amen. The Bible says that Jesus, in John chapter 1, verse 4, in him was the life, and the life was the light of men. That word light, and we're going to do some candle lighting in just a moment. That word light there means the development of men. Notice here, let's look at and examine this for just a moment. In him was life. In Jesus was life. And the life was the light or the development of men. Jesus gives us life so that light would come to our life so that we can be developed into who he wants us to be. He'll develop our relationships. He'll develop our health. He'll develop our mentality. Some of you, you're you're struggling emotionally. You're emotionally sick. You're emotionally crippled because of something that happened to you years ago. Jesus wants to set you free. He wants to heal you. He wants to help you get beyond that so that you could really, really, truly, truly, truly experience life. Amen? One, One other thought real quick as I close. Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 and 14, the Bible says, Enter the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the way is easy that leads to destruction. That word destruction means loss, waste, ruin, and death. And those that enter it are many. For the gate is narrow, and the way is hard. That word hard just means difficult. It's a struggle. Now, here's my second point I'm going to leave you with. The way to experiencing life is hard. It can be a struggle for many, many people. All of us are on this journey of life. No exceptions to this, right? Every one of us are on a journey to life. But not all of us will experience the life of God in our lives. Maybe you'll experience it to a measure, but you're not going to experience it in the way that God has for you to experience it because you just cannot overcome the struggle that you go through each and every day. I wrote down a couple of struggles that many people struggle with, that I've struggled with over the past. And, and, and still, when God brings scriptures to me, there's another one that, that God's dealing with me about, and it's this. It's this. Jesus prayed a prayer, and he, said, he says, Lord, I pray that they would be one even as we are one. Right now, I have a pursuit. I have a pursuit. What's this look like? What's this oneness look like that we are supposed to have in our relationships here on this earth. With my spouse, with my leadership team, with our dream team, with our small group leaders, what's this oneness look like that we're supposed to have? And I'm pursuing it. And let me tell you something. I know that it's going to demand some change in me. I know that I cannot keep doing the same thing that I've been doing and expect different results. That's called insanity, someone once said. And so I'm having to make a change. And there's some struggles here. And let me tell you some of the struggles of why people uh, do not give Jesus and trust Jesus fully in their life. Number one is that many people are self-sufficient. They think that they don't need God's provision in their life. They're doing fine without God. Can I have anybody that has ever struggled with that before? I think all of us have probably struggled with that. Well, why do I need Jesus? I'm doing mighty fine. Self-sufficient, that's a struggle. That's hard for so many people to trust Jesus with everything. There was a rich young ruler that came to Jesus one time. 
And this rich young ruler said, what can I do to be saved? And, and Jesus said, do this, do this, do this. And that rich young ruler said, yay, I've done that. And then Jesus looked at him, loving him. He says, one thing you lack. He says, sell all that you have, give it to the, to the poor, pick up your cross and follow me. And the Bible says that he walked away sad at what he said. Why? Because it was a hard saying for him. It was a struggle for him that he couldn't embrace. He was self-sufficient. He was a great young leader. He was, he was doing great for himself. But he had a hard time trusting him. The, the, the disciples said, well, then who could be saved? Because why? Jewish people are known for their, their wealth. God's blessed the Jewish people. And so he said, who could, the disciples said, then who could be saved? And Jesus said, it's not, it's not the money issue, it's the trust issue. It's those that put their trust in wealth. And so Jesus is telling us all that we need to give it to him. He's not asking us all to sell it and give it to the poor. He's just asking us to trust him with everything. I'm here to tell you, I trust him with everything, and I am purposing to do that with everything. With everything. Have I got it 100%? No, I'm growing in it. But I know that he is the source of life. And if anything around me dies, that he is the resurrection and the life. That word resurrection means a restore. He can restore. Amen? And so, so, so we have this self-sufficient uh, mentality that prevents us from receiving that life. Secondly, we're self-reliant. We don't need God's help. We're doing okay. We're self-reliant. And that's, that's a struggle for many, many people. And so, so it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing for us to trust in God. So let me just, let me just as I close this and in, in transition into uh, uh, us doing candlelight. Let me just give you a couple of scriptures. First of all, John uh, chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Notice that he didn't say, I am a way, I am a truth, I am a life. He says, I am thee, this is me, this is it. It comes through me. That's how it comes. Life, if we're going to experience the life of God, it comes through Jesus. And I give you this last scripture in John chapter, I mean Proverbs chapter 13, verse 15. Good understanding gains favor, but the way of the unfaithful means a transgressor, those that are, 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 are opposing God's ways and God's will, not seeking to do it God's way. The Bible says it is hard. The word hard here is translated differently than the, hard, the word hard that means struggle. The word hard here means coarse, harsh, rough, rocky, ruin, destruction. That means, man, everything falls apart when we go our own way. I've said it this way many, many times over. If we do it God's way, it works. If we work the word, the word works. If we do it God's way, you might think, my principles, my values have been working thus far. But listen, why just get along in life when you can have life and have it more abundantly? Why not, why not have God's best for your life? And, that, and Jesus came to this earth because we had a need. He saw that the way we were living wasn't making it. It wasn't, it wasn't measuring up for what he had desired and designed for us. Therefore, Jesus needed to come. We needed a Savior. Sin is deadly. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. 
It always kills. It always destroys. It always brings us down. It never helps us to rise to the level, to the level that he desired, designed, his goal for you and I. Today, I want all of us, every one of us, no matter who we are, where we're at, that we make, it, we make a decision today that, Jesus, I'm going to quit seeking out things in other places, and I'm going to start seeking you like I've never sought you before. And why is that? Because he is the way to experiencing life, even though it may be a struggle. All of us go through those inward struggles. But make the decision today, as hard as the struggle may be, I know that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen? Amen. Bow your heads for just a moment.